Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, July 28th, 2023. Episode number 233 coming at you. Lots going on, lots to talk about, so let's jump right into it. The Bridgeport Half Mile. Man, I thought that was pretty good racing. Uh, every class, including the extra classes that we had, had some great racing going on, and every time they were on the racetrack. There were a couple of crashes. Cody Cop went down in practice. Henry Wiles goes down in practice in the same spot. I think when they're going down the back straightaway, they hit a little bump where they're going on and off the racetrack, and that upsets the suspension. And by the time you try to gather it in, it looked like it was a little bit too late. No fault of either rider. I'm not going to blame either rider. And I don't really want to blame the racetrack. It's just the nature of that track, though. Uh, but they go down the exact same spot going into tournament three. Both riders were okay. A little bit later on, Hunter Bauer goes down really hard in tournament four, goes backwards first into the wall, and they wouldn't even let us show the replay. But uh, he, uh, I did talk to him when I had a little break. I stepped outside the production truck, and he I said, what's hurting, bud? He said, my shoulder blade and my back. But it was incredible that he even got on the motorcycle to try to go again. Uh, but he's okay. He says he's going to be racing at Peoria, so we'll see. Michael Hill went down pretty hard in turns one and two. And speaking of turn one and two, Justine Marsh in the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program, she went down pretty hard, had a compound fracture of her wrist. She went into surgery as soon as she got to the hospital. Of course, that's what you do when you got a bone sticking out. And they fixed it. In the middle of the night, she woke up and actually she didn't go to sleep, but the, her, her hand started turning purple. She had to go right back into an emergency surgery, and she's supposed to have one when she gets back home. And that's just on her wrist. Both of her ankles are uh, sprained or hyperextended, it sounded like, and possibly might have to have surgery on one of her feet. So uh, thoughts and prayers are out there to Justine Marsh. I know they started a GoFundMe to help her with her medical expenses, and I think that's awesome. Hopefully back on track, we'll step up and help her out as well. More on Bridgeport. Bridgeport was the first half-mile win for Estenson Racing on a twin. And if you think about that, that's incredible. You know, it's it's been a while since Estenson came, came around. We see them winning more so early on on the single, but now they're winning on the twin. And to finally get that first win on a half-mile is pretty incredible. And it's also the first half-mile win for Dallas Daniels. So now Dallas is only missing a TT for the Grand Slam. He does have six career wins and only his second season in the premier class. Let's talk about the results for the race. J.D. Beach and Maxwell were fast qualifiers, picking up $500 from the Pronto Parts Plus Pole Award. And this one kind of hit me off guard when I'm going through my notes. That was the first fast qualifying award for J.D. and for Max. I figured J.D. would have got quick timeout in Arizona at least, and he didn't. Dallas did. So uh, both those two picking up their first fast qualifier. And then Estenson goes on to win both main events. And then I got a note from Burt Sumner. He sends me text messages throughout the week and sometimes on race day if he's watching it live. But that was the first Yamaha win on a half mile since 1976 at Terre Haute, Indiana. And it was Kenny Roberts. Let that sink in for just a second. The Twins, what an epic battle. It went 32 laps and the 32 prevailed at the end. About the halfway point, I could see that Dallas had found something, so I got on the talkback button from where I'm sitting, and I could talk to my producer. I said, keep an eye on Dallas. He's coming. He's going to win this thing. And sure enough, he did go through there and end up winning. Um, but I think, you know, Dallas 
just found that high line and with that Yamaha could keep the momentum and keep it railing around the outside. Uh, Jared did everything he could to hold him off. They went back and forth a little bit. JD led 10 laps, Dallas led 13 laps, and Jared Meese led 9 laps. Here's the, the cool thing too, the margin of victory, 0 .095 seconds. That's like a mile victory gap, you know, like when you're drafted into the line, that's how close they are to the mile, but Jared threw everything he had at him in that last corner, hit a little bitty bump, went up the racetrack, they almost touched, and then it was a drag race to the finish line, and Dallas wins it, and I think that looked like Dallas, maybe that might have been his favorite win. He definitely needed that to, to slow down what Jared Meese has been doing. That one definitely meant something to Dallas Daniels. Dallas had the fastest lap of the race with a 19.834. Jared Meese's fastest lap was a 19.864. So they were so close, you know, and, and it just, again, Dallas found that high line and made it work. 14 riders finished on the lead lap out of the 19 riders that started. So Dallas picking up the win. Meese was second. J.D. Beach, a third place. Davis Fisher was fast all day. He was fourth, and Brandon Robinson was fifth. So just like I called it last weekend on the podcast or last Friday on the podcast, you know, the same guys up there, Dallas, Jared, J.D., and I really thought uh, Davis Fisher was going to do something because it's a high bank car track just like it was at West Virginia, and uh, Robinson, a car track guy, he made an excellent move in the heat race to uh, make it past Dallas, actually, and make it into the challenge race, uh, but he ended up with a fifth, fifth place finish in the main. Breyer was sixth, Vandercoy seventh, Wiles eighth, Ben Lau ninth, and Cam Smith getting a top ten. The points switch back. Dallas Daniels goes back on top by two points, and Dallas keeps his podium streak alive. He's been on the podium every round this season. Jared Meese sitting in second with seven wins and ten podiums. Breyer is third with one win and six podiums. J.D. Beach fourth with one win and five podiums. And Mr. Consistency, Davis Fisher, rounding out your top five. Shifting gears to the AFT singles class, Estenson Yamaha has won both heat races, Trevor Bruner and Tom Drain, respectively. Drain also went on to win the Al Am Dallas Honda Challenge race. And then that main event, 26 laps. Bruner leads 22 of the laps, but Drain leads the last four and wins by 0.827 seconds. So, again, my hat's off to Tom Drain. You know, it's his first full season. There are no car tracks like this down in Australia. There's no bank tracks like this in Australia. And this kid's just figuring it out. And he is flying. So uh, he gets up there, has the fastest lap of the race. And check this out. 19.741 for Drain. 19.743 for Trevor Bruner. So Bruner's find him some speed just a little bit too late in the season. Third place was Maxwell. Fourth was Chase Sadoff. Fifth, fifth was Trent Lowe. Sixth, Cody Kopp. Morgan Mishler. Seventh, Chad Coast. Jared Lowe. And Shana Texter-Bauman rounding out your top ten. In the point standings, Cody Cop is way out in front. So was Cody on conservation mode, or was he just, you know, on survival mode after crashing in the heat race, or I'm sorry, crashing in practice, you know, just go out there and get a good finish. So Cody up front by 45 points. Chase sat off in second, 45 points behind the leader, but seven podiums. Bruner just 47 points back. He's got three podiums. Tom Drain is 48 points back. Three wins and six podiums, and Trent Lowe rounds out your top five with one win and four podiums, 59 points behind Cody Kopp. So I, I'm the stat guy, of course. That's why I'm giving you all this information. But one thing I noticed on my plane ride back is 37 riders have made main events in both classes and earned points. Eight AFT singles riders have made every main event, and nine 
Mission Super Twins riders have made every main event. We're not going to shift gears just yet. We'll stay at Bridgeport for just a little bit longer. The Grand National Hooligan Championship Series, Sean Bear. I thought he blew his BMW up in uh, one of the practice or the heat. It must have been the heat race because he started at the back of the main. But somehow they got that thing fixed. So it must have been just like an oil line or something because it was oiling down the track. It could have been a radiator line, but it was smoking pretty bad. But he starts at the back and gets to the front in a hurry. Sean Bear wins on the BMW. The Rocket Ron Wood was second. The Cadillac Georgie Price. That's Georgie Price the fifth. So it's the Buick Sun. We call him the Cadillac or I call him the Cadillac. Shane Livingston was up there fourth, and Ben Ludlow on the Triumph was fifth. So BMW, three Harleys, and a Triumph running out your top five of the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program. Shasta LaRue was on the pole, but Morgan Monroe took the narrow win, and she about threw it away in turn number four. It looked like the back end kind of stepped out on her. And she lets off a little bit, maybe a little bit too much, and it throws her up. And she's looking at the tread on her tire. And actually, her helmet looked like it hit her left shoulder, her left bicep, and kind of stood her back up. And she saved it, went on to win. Zaria Martins, she's up there still looking for her first win. She was second. She was fast all day. Kenzie Luker, third. Shasta LaRue was fourth. And McKenna Hyatt running at your top five. Now I am going to shift gears just a little bit. So Brent Pierce from BTP Photography sent me a little note and sent me some results. Van Wert, Ohio was running at the Western Ohio Motorsports race, and it was an hour and a half west of Lima. I've got some of the results. I'm not going to go through every single result, but uh, the 50-plus class, it was Mike Ashton taking the win over Doug Davis and Rob Williams. The 40-plus class, David Whitcraft taking the win over Rod Comer, Shane Osberg. The 30-plus class, David Whitcraft again, Matt Ashton this time, and Shane Osberg. The 65cc class, Deegan Lickfelt. I said that name a lot at the Amateur Nationals this year. He takes the win. Logan Higgins was second. And Cash Carter on the 43 bike was third. 85cc class, Deegan Lickfelt won that one as well. Bane Nance was second. Logan Higgins. So a lot of these names uh, were some of the riders that were at the Flat Track Grand Championship. So starting to get a, a, you know some repetition in there. Starting to see these guys showing up and, and uh, running up front again. 250cc class, Cody Mishy, Trevor Martin, Carson Wilson was third. It sounds like Cody Mishy had to run down Trevor Martin to take that win in that 250 class. 450cc class, Carson King, Levi Bindle, and Seth Bindle. The twins were second and third, but Carson King, who's under the tutelage of Jeffrey Carver and Happy Trails Racing, Racing, took the win the 450 class. The open amateur class, it's the butcher, Andrew Riker, taking the win. Gavin Grove was second, and Luke Wilhelm was third. In the open money class, Carson King, Austin Rutherford, and Seth Bindle, your top three. Let's kick it into uh, high gear. There's a lot going on this weekend, but I want to talk about the Peoria TT, the 76th running of the Peoria TT. In the Mission Super Twins, only 15 entries signed up in this one. Six Indians, two KTMs, two Royal Enfields, three Yamahas, one Kawasaki, one Harley-Davidson. So a lot of these riders nowadays don't like jumping the big heavy twins, and I'm right there with you. It was a lot for me to jump a 600cc, you know, Rotax um, with very little suspension, I can't imagine jumping a twin with suspension, but, uh, you know, that's the rules. We run the same bikes at every single racetrack, so the rules are the rules. So we'll see how that pans out. Your parts limited AFT singles class, 31 entries. So again, like I said last week, they'll all make it into a heat race, which is, you know, taking some pressure off the riders. 
There are 14 Hondas this time, 11 KTMs, three Husqvarnas, and three Yamahas. I saw that there are two Australians, one rider from Spain, that is Ferran Cardus, and one Canadian rider are signed up. The Rookie of the Year battle is heating up just a little bit. Logan Eisenhardt is up there in the lead. He's got seven main events to his credit so far. He's the 166. Declan Bender sitting second in the Rookie of the Year. He's 21 points, but he's made five main events. And Landon Smith, who's made three main events now, is third in the Rookie of the Year battle. From Burt Sumner, Maxwell has won the last two races at the Peoria TT, but Dalton Gauthier has won the last two TT races in a row on the circuit. This will be the second time that J.D. and Dallas Daniels will square off on a TT in the same class, in the premier class. So we'll see how that unfolds. We saw out there at Arizona that J.D. Beach would end up prevailing. I think the, the difference there was he was shifting into that extra gear, hitting that big finish line tabletop jump. So we'll see how these two stack up. But J.D. definitely has to be the favorite. I got Dallas up there. I think he'll be a factor. I think he'll have a chance to win. I think J.D. Beach has to be the favorite because he's been in this class longer. He's got more TT wins. Obviously, Dallas hasn't won one yet, but I think it's going to be a good battle between those two. Jared Meese is no slouch on the TTs, and Briar Bauman, he gets good around good on TTs. We'll see how he does on that KTM. And Henry Wiles, King Henry, who has won the Peoria TT 14 times, he's scheduled to be out there on an Indian, so we'll see how that uh, plays a role, and he could be the spoiler. In the singles class, I think it's got to be Maxwell, Dalton Gauthier. I think I would give Dalton the advantage, but Max seems to be riding like he's hungry. Dalton started off the year really strong and hasn't been producing, so I think I would have gave the advantage to Dalton, but right now I'm giving the advantage. I'm counting on Max taking the win. I think Dalton will be up there. Sadoff is going to be up there. If he gets his first win here, the place is going to go crazy. And Trevor Bruner has been, like I said earlier, he's been coming on strong. So he's got to be up there, you know, in the top four or five. Cody Kopp will be there as well. You know, his dad won here, his first Grand National back in 1997 after going through the creek over the jump. So I know Cody wants to win here. Um, and then one more note on the AFT singles class. Dalton and Cody are tied for second all time in the AFT singles class with 13. That could change this weekend at Thunder Valley. Shifting gears one more time, some upcoming races. Of course, tonight's the prelude to the national. That's at Peoria Speedway, the second running or the second annual, I guess, Joe Baggett Memorial Race. And then tomorrow night at Galesburg, Illinois, is a really cool short track. If you're going to Thunder Valley, you might as well run over to Galesburg. Uh, the Boltaco Astros are running there also. They called me, and they would just like for me to come over and do the Astros. I'll probably be a part of opening ceremonies. I'll call their heat races and their main event because there's uh, I've heard about $5,000 up for grabs just for the Astros at this race. And, of course, Sunday's Thunder Valley, the 76th running of the Peoria TT. And it's an early start time. We're scheduled to be done by 3.11 p.m. So I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> Some more upcoming races next Sunday. We'll, we'll Rapid City at the uh, Black Hills Half Mile. That's going on during the Sturgis Rally. The week after that is three days of racing at the Castle Rock TT in short track. That's what it was last year anyway, the AFT races are on Saturday night, and then I'm going to drive overnight and head on over to the Lords of Dirt, Missoula, Montana. That's August the 13th. That's a Sunday race. It's inside a little rodeo arena, but man, it was a lot of fun last year, and I can't wait to check that out again this year. Some more races coming up after that. Greenville, half mile, August the 25th. 
that's another Western Ohio Motorsports Series race featuring the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. And also August the 25th is the All-Star Race at I-70 in uh, Missouri. That's where the AFT race was last year. And that same exact weekend is a doubleheader. The August 25th and 26th will be a doubleheader at Hagerstown. That's Corey Texter's race. So there is a lot going on. And I know there's a Kansas series that has a lot of racing going on. It always happens right around the Sturgis Rally. So check that out. I don't have those dates in front of me, but there's a lot of racing. I know there's always two days of Stockton, Kansas. They used to be on Monday and Tuesday. And Man, that was some of my favorite racing, some some good memories uh, from that race. That's actually where I met my my good buddy Sammy Sabedra was at that race way back in 1993. So I've been going to that one for a while, but I haven't been there for a while, if that makes any sense. Man, there's just a lot going on. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, I love Peoria Speedway. I'm excited about Galesburg. Again, I get to go hang out and watch most of it. But I'll be uh, announcing the Astros, and then, of course, Thunder Valley is always a great day, and it's going back to Sunday. So we'll see if a bigger crowd shows up. That's why they're switching back to the normal Sunday race. Well, that's all I got. I appreciate it. I know that was a whole lot jammed into about 15 minutes or something like that, but I just had a lot to get out. Uh, Appreciate everybody who listens. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends to listen to us right here on Off the Groove.